Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Hot Rod. What's happening, dude? Oh, man. Just sitting here hanging out. Just, just sitting here hanging out. Hanging out under the fluorescent lighting. It's nice fluorescent lighting. It is nice. I'll tell you what, we got some 106.3 WORD shirts. We're like official now. I'm telling you, it's crazy. It's like that's what they do for you, you know, when certain milestones happen. That's right, guys. It's, it's a big show. It's it the one-year anniversary of Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Can you believe we've been doing this for a year? On the radio for a year. They haven't run us off yet. I know. I mean, you would think they'd got the hint by now. You would think. You would, you would think they'd catch on that we've never done this before, that we're probably not the best at it. You would think they'd learn. You think we would have got better? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's crazy. I'm still hoping for that one. I tell you what, we got a lot of exciting stuff to talk about today. We got we got tons of exciting stuff. Some stuff we can't even talk about yet. Some stuff is just so top secretive that you know. Secretive. Secretive. I don't even know if that's a word. I'm pretty sure it is, but I don't think you used it quite right. Ah, eh, yeah, that's the story of my life. It's top secretive. Top secretive. So anyhow, guys, uh, big news right now. If you watch our video we posted up online earlier this week, you'll see that we got a lot going on. A lot. Uh, a lot, like a uh, certain build we might be doing. Exactly. we got a lot of big things for a lot of big shows. 2018 is just going to be a big year, period. 2018 is going to be a big year. It's going to be year two of Hot Rods and Happy Hours. So I'm looking forward to all our new calling guests because um, we got a lot of them where you went to SEMA here a couple weeks back. And speaking of that, we're going to have even more because you and I are taking off this week coming, and we'll be heading up to Indianapolis. That's right, Indianapolis, Indiana, in the 35-degree high weather, 16 degrees at night. Yes. I was just in Daytona Beach, man, and you're killing me. Like, That's I polar go from, opposites. I go from 72 degrees at 10 o'clock at night to 35 degrees during the day. Yeah, I know, but, but it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool 35. Yeah, it's a cool 35. It's a dry 35. Yeah, it's a dry 35. It's, it's, it's not like it is down it's here. It's kind of like what they say in Vegas. Oh, it's just a dry heat. Yeah. No, it's still a hot it, one, it's, too. It's, it's not like there's humid involved, you know, where it's like kind of cold and wet and all that. It's it, You know, it's just cold. It's just miserable cold. It, it's just miserable cold. It's just like piercing. Why things. are we going to be in Indianapolis? Well, you know why. I think everybody knows why. The PRI show. That's right, guys. I'll tell you what. Anybody that's anybody in motorsports. Performance racing industry. PRI. I'll tell you what. It's going to be a great event up there in Indy. Yes. Super the, fun time. This is, uh, you go to SEMA if you want to look good. You go to PRI if you want to go very well, fast. Well, SEMA's the trade show for hot rod guys. PRI. That's for that's for a race car guys. Yeah, it's a trade show for race cars. So you you know think about all your safety equipment, you know all your racing equipment, big performance time parts, engine, yeah, big everything. time engine performance parts, roll cages, all this stuff, wheels, tires, all anything. your names in professional racing. Period. Will be yes, there. Uh, and even NASCAR. NASCAR exactly. has a big a uh, uh, big presence here at the PRI show. Um, so it'll be our first year going. So this is actually really cool. Uh, we're going to get to see a lot of neat things that we haven't been able to see yet. So this, this was exciting. like another bucket list check off for us. Check. Yeah, check. Check. Now, I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm running out of things on my bucket list. Like, I got Pamela Anderson on there, and that's it. Well, it's Jennifer Aniston for me. So, well, I mean, you know what I'm saying. I like your dream big, but love you, honey. She's getting kind of old. Well, you know what? She ages like a fine wine, though. Well, I'm with you there. I mean, 
you go back and you watch her in Friends. I'm like, yeah, she was, you know, she was cute. She's now, gotten better with age. Now, now she has. Well, now, she's pushing what fifty. Yeah, she is fifty. She's definitely old enough to be my mom. Um, but she's pretty. Tell you what, if I had a mom like that, I'd have never moved out. I know, right? I'm telling you. But I tell you, tell so me. many. I mean, can can you believe? 52 shows. This is the 52nd show. So this 52 one, shows of Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We've done a lot of cool things with that. Done a lot of cool things. We had a lot of great calling guests. We have had a lot of great calling guests, like our first two, which, <clears throat> thank you, Eric Hunt, for losing files, um, with Dennis Pitsenbarger and Ed Bolian. And Ed Bolian. That was two awesome interviews to just open up the show with. Dennis Pitsenbarger out there, uh, he's been on High Wage Sale. Uh, he's done Seam Alive. He's done a lot of sp- uh, speaking for a lot of companies. Yeah, he's been a PR guy for a lot, a lot of big companies in the uh, after- automotive aftermarket. Yes. And I mean, and then of course you got Ed Bowen, who right. is the Cannonball Run record holder. I'm wearing my Cannonball Run shirt. That's right. right. I, t- I thought you were Ed for a second. I know. I, just, I know. If I if I'd have pulled up in a Lambo. Hey, what well, if you pulled up in a funeral home gray Lambo? I'd say that's Ed. That's it. Ed's a great guy. Um, we will have him back on the air here for too awful long. He's got a definitely. lot of big things going on. Yeah. He, um, it, it's kind of cool because uh, you know we met him really early on in the show, and it's cool to watch what he's done in the past year. Oh yeah, he's done some really neat things. Like I said, we're gonna have him back on the air talking about that. Um, so, a- including making another Cannonball Run trip, but a little bit different. Um, he did with some police officers, so it's a little bit. Well, that he's done some neat stuff just all the way around. You know, he did the Cannonball Run trip even with cars twenty five years old. Oh yeah, um, I mean, like they're they're throwing just like crazy rules into it now. That's the dangerous Cannonball Run there. <laughs> yeah, really, that's living on the edge. <laughs> but yeah, Ed's uh, definitely going to be back on the show. It was awesome speaking with him. Uh, such a great guy, a very entertaining guy to talk to as well. Very, and the man's got a voice like no other. Yeah, I know. It's like he, he could just, read me the phone book. I, I would listen. Yep. But uh, you know, speaking of like good, uh, good interviewees, if you will, how about uh, our good friend Bobby Bennett? Bobby Bennett, I want to tell you something. Bobby Bennett's the owner and editor and head janitor for CompetitionPlus.com. <laughs> everything for Competition Plus. Right? Um, it's basically the end-all, be-all of drag racing magazines. Yes, yes. He, uh, he covers it all across the country, and Bobby is a local guy. He's from Spartanburg, South Carolina. You know, right. And we talk about it all the time, how we have so much automotive greatness right here in the upstate. Oh, yeah. I had the pleasure of meeting Bobby. This has been, oh, God, this was probably back in 2006 or seven. Uh, I actually met him when I was part of the Union County Motorsports Association, and we got affiliated there. And uh, he's just kind of like he's he's always been there. You know, if there's something automotive in our area or anywhere for all that matters, like when we were talking to him, he was down in Texas. That man's there covering it. If it's if it's drag racing related, that's what he's passionate about. And you know, we were talking about you know bringing up memories of this show. And he's a guy who can bring up some memories. Oh, he can. I'll tell you, you know, something that's near and dear to his heart. And, you know, actually, I've got a little piece of, of history, family history there, too. We're talking about the Spartanburg County Dragway. Yes, sir. Um, you know, the Spartanburg Dragway was, you know, it closed in the, in the very early 80s. But, uh, you know, that's where Bobby got his start. I mean, you know, yeah. his dad wasn't a drag racer or nothing like that. He snuck in that to his first race there yep and, and actually uh the benefit where we spoke about like rekindled our relationship with bobby bennett um and spoke to him again the the benefit uh last year was the five-year anniversary of appreciating spartanburg dragway mm-hmm. the six years actually coming up i just seen uh yeah, coming up in january yep so uh That'll be cool, and that'll bring us more calling guests because it's always cool to talk to the old drag racers of that time. Well, it's cool to talk to the old drag racers of that time, and I mean, you got to think about it. Some of the biggest names 
in the business were was at the Spartanburg Dragway. Absolutely. Big Daddy Don Garland, Shirley Muldowney. I mean, Quain Stott, you know, Southeast Gasters, he was there. My dad, I mean, he raised there. So many big names were there. I mean, so many, I mean, memories. And this track, you know, it, and it's just, I mean, honestly, it's nothing, you know, you look at the tracks like Z-Max and, you know, Commerce oh, and things like that. there's nothing like that. No, nothing. no, 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 it is. I mean, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's a notch below Greer. Yeah. But, I mean, this... This is what brought people out. And, you know, it wasn't much to look at, but so much history is there. Mel Tillis played there. <laughs> well, speaking of so much history, how about we let uh, we let Bobby Bent tell us a little bit about his I'll tell you what, we're going we're gonna to jump back, you know, and, and back and forth in a lot of our interviews, you know, in this show. And some of the cool people we talk to, and I don't, they don't get much cooler, Mr. Bobby Bennett, talking about the fond memories of Spartanburg Dragway. Play all right, guys, you're listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3 WORD. Hot Rod. Yes, sir. Are you going to tell us about this special guest you've been teasing us about all morning? Well, it happens to be a good friend of mine, Bobby Bennett. Mr. Bobby Bennett from CompetitionPlus.com. Bobby, how are you doing, sir? Doing great, doing great. Out in the middle of nowhere in Dallas, Texas here. I've uh, been out here shooting some documentary stuff and headed back to Sparkle City tomorrow. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Guys, I, I really appreciate you giving us a call by being talking to us today. I know you're busy out there in Dallas. But we're talking about the Spartanburg Dragway. And I know the Spartanburg Dragway is near and dear to your heart. So won't you tell us, when, when the Spartanburg Dragway is mentioned, what pops in your head and how, how it's affected your life? Well, I can tell you this. I am a 49-year-old man, and I still have dreams at night that the drag strip's been opened again. Uh, it had that much of an impact on my life. Yeah, Bobby Bennett's a great guy. Always a cool interview uh, with him. And he's a cool guy to hang out with, too. He is a really cool guy. Really Lots of fun stories. Extremely knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, and I look forward to having Bobby back on there because I know he's always out talking to someone and getting some cool new information in the uh, in the drag race. He gives world. us the scoop. He gives us the scoop. That's it. Well, speaking of scoop, we're going to scoop to a commercial break. But, guys, stay tuned because we got plenty of uh, guests to rehash of the past year i tell you what guys stay tuned we got a lot of great stuff for you right here on hot rods and happy hour on 106.3 w-o-r-d all right guys welcome back to hot rods and happy hour odd rod why do i gotta do my own intro why, why are you putting your hands up and everything this is a tv uh, well i mean a, a year later and you forget how to intro this i'm show? telling you i mean i know i know i, I let you be the intro man and you wouldn't even i make me. a pause and you gun it uh, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I threw up a red light. You looked at it like it was a yellow light. You were trying to make it. <laughs> anyway, guys, I'll tell you what. I want to welcome everybody back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We're talking about our one-year anniversary, man. It's one year. Woo. I'm telling you, I'm excited about it. I am excited. I'm excited about what's to come. I am excited about what's to come and all the exciting calling guests. But we're recapping some of our favorite calling guests. Yeah, and I'll tell you. Good interviews. We know my buddy Odd Rod over here. Yes. I've got an Odd Rod that's odder than Odd Rod. Ooh. Uh, odd rodder, rather. Yes. It's odder than rod, odd rod. However you say that. Our good friend, Mr. Robbie Steen. Mr. Robbie Steen. From Plum one. Quick Racing. This man, i tell you what, I'm just going to let the interview tell you. Yeah, I, I, th- I think so. I think the interview will tell you enough about what he does. i tell you what, let's play that interview. All right, guys, we got a very special guest on the line right now. Everybody, I want to introduce you to the Guinness Book of World Record holder for the world's fastest golf cart. And you say the world's fastest golf cart. How fast do you think the world's fastest golf cart is? I mean, I'm, I'm saying it'll outrun any 65 Malibu in the upstate area. Or any 91 Capri station wagon. Eh, maybe. I don't know. I tell you what, we're talking about a 118 mile an hour golf cart. 
That's 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 pretty good. Pretty good. Thirty miles an hour on a golf cart is white knuckles. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, let me introduce you to Mr. Robbie Steen of Plum Quick Racing in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Robbie, how are you doing, buddy? Doing fine. How about y'all? Oh man, doing great. Doing great. I tell you what, won't you tell us about how you got into electric golf carts? How you got into the electric motors? Right. Well, we got a company, uh, Plum Quick Motors, here in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Uh, we've been doing high-performance DC golf cart motors for about 18 years, and um, basically, uh, we're looking for a way to promote the motors and stuff. And we thought, well, what better way than to build a drag cart? And so we started back in about 10 years ago, about 2007, and built our first drag cart. And our goal was at that time to run 80 miles an hour in the eighth of a mile. And so we built the cart took it down there at uh, Paisen Dragway in uh, Paisen, South Carolina. And the second pass, we turned 86 miles per hour, and so we had the bright idea, well, let's just shoot for 100. And that's what, what launched the, um, the race to see just how fast you could go on them. And um, so now we've, uh, we went through several different carts, different battery packs and stuff, and um, you know, then we uh, was able to get awarded the Guinness World Record uh, in 2013, and then broke our, our original Guinness World Record in 2014 at 118.76. And um, so now we're building a, a new golf cart to um, break that record. And um, you know, we're trying to shoot for 150 and a quarter miles. So how about that world's fastest uh, golf cart? Well, the thing that's crazy about the golf cart thing, I mean, do you realize? the cojones you have to have to do that on a golf cart. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you re- I mean, 150 mile an hour in a car is phenomenal. It's pretty fast. It, and this like, man wants like to do it. Like, things start getting blurry at 150 now, miles keep, an hour. Now, keep in mind, in his first attempts, he tagged a wall at the drag strip in a golf cart yeah. at 97 miles an hour. I don't he hit want, the wall. I don't want to tag a wall in a normal cart at 97 miles I an hour. I wrecked a golf cart at 12 miles an hour. And, and probably laid there for a good long time like, eh. <laughs> uh, I'm dying. Yeah. But do you really, I and mean, this guy, and then Robbie is going, I mean, it's like a sickness, dude. You can't stay away from it. I know. These are little electric cars. He, you know what? I'm going to stop right here. I've been talking about electric cars for a long time on the show, and Robbie Stan is the reason why. I want to tell you something. Robbie Steen. Because we got to talking about how he's producing electric power. I said, man, that's got me interested. I said, you know, that'd be cool. Like, But, I mean, you know, when we're talking golf carts, but I'll be honest with you, this is an electric car, just on a simpler platform. It really is. I mean, it's the same concept. It is, it is the same concept. And this guy is right here in the upstate, and he's making this happen. Yeah, he's making uh, golf carts outrun Priuses. He's making golf carts outrun Corvettes, <laughs> yeah. you know. But I mean, this is so cool, though. And I mean, we have that kind of tech. I mean, that, that that kind of mind. I mean, this ain't backyard hillbillies. These guys are taking you know lithium battery packs, and I mean, there's technology here. This ain't just like a rewound motor, <laughs> and we made that thing go quick. But I mean, it's cool though, and I mean, that's exciting stuff. Bigger magnets, you know. And, I mean, well, bigger this, boards, bigger well, controllers. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and this is the thing. This is what Hot Rods and Happy Hour is all about. I mean, we're bringing these people to you, and we got a lot more of these exciting interviews coming up. Absolutely, but you know, it, it is so cool though because he did get me on the electric car rant because I got looking into it and I was like. Well, man, maybe electric cars are kind of cool. Maybe, maybe they're not all that bad. Maybe they're not all that bad. And I said, man, you could really throw some power at some electric cars like Teslas, and there's guys out there doing it. And then I started looking even deeper into electric cars. 
And then, you know, there's that conspiracy about you're just extending your tailpipe and, you know, the things like that. And then you look at, well, along with electric cars, the automated cars that's following behind it. I'm telling you what, it all roots back. It's Robbie Steen's you know fault what? I got on You know how rant. you can eliminate the coal burning power plants How's with that? your electric car? Put your generator on it. There you go. And guess what that burns? <laughs> oh, that's right. Gas. Put your solar panel up on the roof, though. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work the same. <laughs> but yeah, I, I blame Robbie Steen for starting me on my almost year-long rant on electric cars. You know what, though? Of all the people to put you onto electric cars, I couldn't think of a better person. I know, the king of electric kind of cars golf carts well they're golf carts yeah kind of golf cars got golf cars yes and you know we were talking about the the guinness book of world records you know which he holds the record like three times over now yeah but the thing that's insane about that is is it has to be like a legit golf cart this isn't like a tube chassis thing or something like that this is a club car golf cart yes that hauls golf clubs yes and two people yes and will run these speeds Oh, it's cool. I mean, you can hop on his Facebook page and go over to Plum Quick and check out the stuff he does. I mean, there's and, pictures and, yeah, of this thing pictures. on a golf course yeah. and then doing a burnout. Yeah. How about doing a burnout in your golf cart? I mean, that's what dreams are made out of. I mean, I know how to pull a sweet 180 on one. You know you know how you hit the brake. In ride. wet grass or something yeah, like that. a nice pa- a patch of gravel or something like that. Yeah, and it's like it's got something asphalt. Yeah. Doing long, smoky burnouts. He's on the road doing burnouts like the wagon does. It's awesome. I like but you know what, though? What's up? He's positive traction, though. He is positive traction. That, that hurt. That hurt. That hurt. A true friend's going to stab you in the front. There's been a lot of times you've stabbed me over this whole year. I know. I mean, it's like you're messing with the special You're like Swiss cheese or something right now. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what, guys. We've got we've had so much fun with our call-in guests. And I, and I love doing this show. And I love talking to these people. And I love bringing these stories to you. And I think the thing that's really cool is because you get a side of these people that you don't see on television or you see in these internet interviews. Because, I mean, we, we have a very laid-back way of doing things here at Hot Rods and Happy yeah, Hour. Yeah, we, we do things a little bit differently. Well, uh, differently. I mean, probably just wrong. But, but you <laughs> know what? But we have fun with it, though. Yeah, we do. And, and that, that was our thing when we started out with this. Man, I want to ask the question that, you know, Discovery Channel ain't gonna ask him or whoever's not. Gonna I don't ask want him. a polished interview. No, I don't want like, questions that uh, are. Honestly, we don't even prepare for the people that we're interviewing. We kind of like get some facts about them so we don't seem dumb, and and then we just ask them questions that come. Well, about. but I mean, and that's the thing because that's what anybody else would do. Yeah, and and it's so real. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, a lot of people just go, well, when did you win the championship for this? What were you driving? When? No, we don't want that. We want, what, what kind of cat, what kind of dog do you got? You know what I mean? Exactly. You know? All right, guys. Well, I would love to stay and talk more, but, you know, even after a year, we got commercials to pay for. So That's right, guys. we got a lot more Hot Rods and Happy Hour coming up. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod! What's happening, dude? You know, we were talking about real interviews. Yeah, we, we've been talking about real interviews because we've had several real interviews. But, but the thing that's cool about it, though, is it's so unpolished. And you get, like, I mean, you get the heart. Yeah. You get, and I love that about radio. You know, when you got a camera stuck in somebody's face, you know, you get that polished act. Yeah, they change. But when you got somebody and you know, they're talking to you on the phone, you know, usually sitting in their home or whatever, you get that laid back, just perfect interview. And I love getting responses. And I tell you what, our next lady, we're talking, calling guest, we're talking about this is a drag racing superstar. Yes, very much so. This lady's probably been interviewed more times than any other drag racer, period. I would have to agree with that. 
Miss Shirley Muldowney. Miss Shirley Muldowney. But now this is the thing you got to think about. I mean, it's a household name. They know that. But the thing you got to think about it, I have probably watched 200 interviews with Shirley Muldowney, and I've never heard her responses like they were for ours. Yeah, um, it got pretty interesting, and there's a, there's a lot that you will just have to go back and listen to the podcast yes. if you want to hear it. We've got um, 20 minutes of wonderful material there, but we got yeah. some bits and pieces, some some good ones we've, we've kind of pulled out for you guys. Yes, and, and you know, we're kind of more lean toward drag racing fans here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour, but we also like the Circle Track Boys. I'm going to tell you something. I think Shirley Modane leans a little more to the drag racing, too. Yeah, I think she does. I, I, I'm just going to let her talk about it. How about I that? I think that's the best thing to do. i tell you what. Let's cue up that first little bit of that interview with Miss Shirley Modane. The respect in the no, we got watch a NASCAR robbed us. They picked our pockets so bad, and I tell it still it still galls me to this day because you know a lot of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are a bunch of whining, sniveling crybabies, and that's and they just you know they're swimming in dough, and they they just don't have any respect. I can give show them some respect. I just strap them in one of those funny cars. Exactly. I tell you what this was our valentine's episode yes it was and you know she was my valentine yeah you know and she was awfully angry evidently about that well i'll tell you what's crazy i'm glad i didn't invite her to a nascar race <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean this lady and you had tickets I and mean, i had tickets and everything but i mean you know what? i'm glad i kind of held that information back you know yeah. but, uh, needless to say miss shirley Muldowney does not like nascar well, I mean, she has good reason to. She hit some very good points in that interview. And like we're talking about, you definitely, definitely, you know, you're missing out if you don't hit the podcast up and actually and listen to that whole Valentine's episode. Yeah, it's so, hilarious. So be sure to go back and jump on 1063WRD.com and click the podcast link and look that up. Definitely worth Or you can hop on iTunes if you want to do that, yes, too. That's right. Search Hot Rods and Happy Hour to pull them right up. But uh, it's definitely worth your time to go back and step and look. That's that's a classic but, interview. And that's the thing that blows my mind. This lady, you know, this isn't just some new person that's just came out. You know, we interviewed Tanner Gray, and we've interviewed Steve Torrance, and Steve Torrance's been around for a long time, and Tanner Gray's been around for 15 minutes. And <laughs> But you know what I'm saying. Like, we've interviewed these big names. This is the Elvis Oh yeah, well, of drag racing, Miss Elvis. But yes. she's Priscilla. Yeah, Priscilla of drag racing. But uh, and and this is the thing. I mean, this lady. I mean, she just told us just like it was. I mean, she talked. She talked to me and Odd Rod like we were her neighbors. Oh yeah, and you know, for you NASCAR guys too. She doesn't uh, shy away from talking junk about the NHRA as well. Yeah, she'll, she'll give you an earful about the NHRA, too. And that's what I love, though. You get that opinion. You get that heart. Yeah. And it's unbiased. She has no, you know, no paying things in this or anything. So she says what she wants. She says how she feels. And, you know, I really think more people should be like that. Because, you know, okay, I used to work at Advanced Auto. I'll tell you anything you want to know about them, good or bad. I mean, I have no problem with the company, but I'll tell you good or bad. And she does the same thing. She doesn't waste words. She's been with the NHRA for years and years, longer than we've been alive. But, again, she's not going to waste words. She'll tell you the good and the bad. Exactly. And, and I love that. That's pure. That's awesome. i tell you another really cool one in that interview is when she's talking about Wally Parks. Yes. That's absolutely epic. And i tell you what, we're not going to play that clip for it because we're going to make you go back to iTunes Yeah, we're going to make you go look that one up. But she, there's so many key points that got hit in there that you've never heard. 
I mean, probably the best interview I've ever seen her do in the last probably ten years. She did with Hot Rod Magazine, and you know it was it was a good interview, right? But it was nothing like this one. You know, and speaking of that, with Wally Parks and everything, she goes back and tells a little bit behind the scenes on the movie she made, yeah, Heart Like a Wheel, yeah, and not and how it. Well, the wasn't, movie was made about her. About her, there was. I don't want to say loosely based, but they changed some truth there. They didn't show and, everything. And she, and she she definitely talks about the problems she had with that. Yeah. She even talks about Connie Coletta. Yeah. And uh, and that whole ordeal. I mean, there's so many things. I mean, we're talking about a lady that has tore off both her thumbs. Yes. Broke every bone in her body from the hips down and second and third degree burns over 60% of her body. And she said she'd get back in a top fuel tomorrow. Absolutely. I mean, and, and that's awesome. That is so cool. Someone that passionate about the sport they love. And, you know, I'll tell you something else that was funny about interviewing her. Uh, Shirley actually dropped a little piece of information on us that I thought was really interesting. So if you are a fan of Shirley Muldowney and you do get the opportunity uh, to meet her, you don't make this mistake. She actually hates her nickname. Yeah, the cha-cha Muldowney. Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy. Like, if you look her up, like, on WikiLinks or something like that, it even says it in there, Shirley Cha-Cha Muldowney. Because yeah. everybody knew. I mean, it was very, very common in the in the 70s and going into the 80s. And, uh, I mean, I remember Steve Evans, who was probably one of the most famous NHRA announcers of all time. You know, he passed away several years back. But he always introduced her as that. And, I mean... Steve Evans knows Shirley Muldowney. Steve Evans knew drag racing, and he still called her that. And she's like, I hate that name. <laughs> and I love that. I mean, because, and that's the, back to that realism. I mean, you know, this isn't a polished act. She's not talking to the NHRA. She's not talking to Steve Evans. She's talking to Robin Oddrod. Right, right. Yeah, and it was that, you know, spirit about her that just gave us such a great interview. I'll tell you another cool thing about that interview, and this never made the air. You got to keep in mind when we do these phone interviews. I mean, they run way longer than what you actually hear. You know, this course we got to make it radio friendly and all that good stuff for time restraints and content. But the thing that's hilarious about it was I could have talked to that. I could have talked to her all night long. Absolutely. I mean, and she would have talked. I remember. I remember. We actually recorded in the evening. This was on an evening, one evening, and she's like, "I'm just sitting in my living room, petting my dog in my lap." Yeah. She said, "I could talk to you all night." At one at one point in the interview, you actually do hear her dogs. Yeah, oh, yeah. you hear. Her dog in the background and I, I think that's the coolest thing ever though i mean this is a racing legend and she's sitting in her living room chatting with me yep on valentine's day on valentine's day i mean that's just that's awesome yeah i, I think we should talk about another little piece of that interview what's that i think uh back when she was talking about how the nhra used to be you remember yes i do remember that i tell you what i think shirley could tell it better than either one of us yeah so why don't we uh play that little next segment Oh, yeah, but there was a race at a racetrack somewhere in the United States every single weekend. We'd exactly. be we'd be trucking out to the West Coast, you know, and uh, you know, pull along trailer with a top fuel car and and four people in a dually, yeah, and, and, and and you know, nonstop. If and we would uh, be heading to the West Coast, and I mean, you'd see them coming east, like you know, one, two, three, four in trains. In actual trains. So uh, I miss it. I miss the match racing. That's where we made the real money. And uh, NHRA did away with all of that. You can't even match race today. Uh, they consider that testing. And, of course, we're making money, but testing is uh, is not allowed. Which is the damnedest thing. I mean, I can't figure it out. And it's just like that. She's telling you how she felt about it. I mean, now the NHRA is playing with their money. Right. 
And that was the cool thing about Shirley. Like we said, you know, she told us how it is. You know, just talking about how the NHR used to be and how, how great it once was. And, and, you know, and then how they started to step in and start ruining it. Well, you know, this is the thing that, that killed it is, you know, they made this extra income from these match races. And I think a big reason the NHRA cut it out was, yeah, it is a little extra practice time. But also, your new guys or new people in the sport, they didn't get that opportunity because they wanted the legends like Shirley Muldowney and Big Daddy Don Garlands that raced together at Spartanburg Dragway, like we were talking about Bobby Bennett here in the last segment back. I mean, that's the thing that's cool about that. I mean, these legends were right here. As a matter of fact, she even remembered racing at Spartanburg Dragway, and that's also in that interview. Oh, yeah. I mean, so so she gives you a good uh, a good indication of how things used to be, I, I, and I think that's so awesome. Cause well, I remember, like, all the exhibition races and things like that. Those were so much fun. I mean, just – I mean, they were so showing I'm up. A, I'm a little too young to remember all that. Yeah, they, they, cut, all, they, they cut out all the good stuff, you know, lead paint. <laughs> Exhibition races. You know what I'm saying. Made you have to wear safety equipment, all kinds of That's weird stupid things. Stupid seatbelts. Moved, moved engines around just to make it safe. That's I mean, just it's, dumb. It's ruined it, man. Just ruined it. Thanks a lot. I know. I have safe sports. That's so dumb. That's stupid. But, I mean, no. And, you know, the NHRA has came a long, long way from back when she hey, was Back when I was in high school, we practiced without football helmets because we didn't want to mess them up before the game. Right. You didn't want to scuff them. That's right. I, I understand. You had to look your best. Exactly. You don't want to be scuffing a helmet on Friday before a game. Mm-mm. No, no, no. you got to be looking right Friday night. <laughs> but, no, I mean, the NHRA has changed, has come a long way. Um, and some for good, some for bad. It has, and I mean, you know, everybody's got an opinion on that. I think I got a feeling a lot of people, would, more people, would agree with Shirley on that. And uh, I think it's really funny, you know, how we were talking with Quain Stott with the Southeast Gasters talking about real drag racing. Oh yeah, and how she talks about it, and how Quain's trying to do it, how they go hand in hand. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, we got plenty of more to go hand in hand after the, these commercial breaks. That's right, guys. Stay tuned to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. One hundred six three W O R D. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Now, we've talked about drag racing, and we talked about golf cart racing. And he still can't intro me. Odd Rod. Hey, what's up, dude? What's up, dude? <laughs> anyway, guys, so we've talked about drag racing. We've even talked about racing golf carts. Let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, yeah, let's, I'm okay Actually, with that. we ain't even switching gears. We're pushing buttons. You know why? Yeah. Because we're talking about one of the hottest trends in the automotive industry right now, especially the aftermarket, and then even in the commercial fields, yes. is automotive wraps. And, you know, we've had lots of calling guests. You know, of course, Odd Rod, my little artist over here, is a graphic designer by trade. And right, uh, right. when he's not modeling, he yes, is he yes. is or putting on car shows or DJing. Uh-oh. He is a graphic designer. Yes. And a very talented one. Ooh, I, w- I wouldn't go that far. I would. I would. You know what, Odd Rod? I'll tell you what. I won't take a minute since it is our one-year anniversary. And me and you. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. This made it longer than one of my marriages already, <laughs> which is which is insane. But but the thing that's cool about this is, is I mean, you are a very talented guy. Well, like you. Like this. Okay, look. You're a good person at drawing. Like, you are a very talented artist. You can draw. I've never seen anything you couldn't draw. Well, there's, there's things I don't want to draw, but yeah. It, Maybe a clue sometimes, but you know what I'm saying. But uh, I've never seen anything you couldn't put together and just knock it out of the park. Just like I'm very good looking, you're a very good well, artist. Well, I, I was going to compliment you, too, and say out of all the people I've ever worked with before, and I've worked with a lot of people, you have the most beautiful hair. 
I do have nice hair. You you have great hair. I'm I am envious. Everyone of your in hair. the room is in agreement. Yeah, of the I, hair. I I am envious of your hair. I, even Gray gave me a thumbs up. At, at 27, with mine falling out, I am very envious. I am envious of anybody with hair, but yours especially. You got yours rock. is going out. Mine's going straight up. Yeah, you got rock star hair. So I do. I have Brett Michaels hair. You do. Well, you well do. when he had hair. Right. Right. Now yeah. he looks more like me. Yeah, yeah. You just, maybe you need to get you one of them bandanas. You know what? I you can do about that it. Danny Coker thing. At I, you Customs. know, I was thinking. I was thinking about Danny Coker. I tell you, not to get too far off track, but they actually showed like the new season premiere of the, of <laughs> Counts Customs. And I tell you, the one thing how you can gauge which season it is is how wide his bandana gets. Yeah, he's got to cover that receding hairline. It's been though. on for eight seasons. Like he started out, it was about two inches wide. Yeah, it was just a little band. It was about two and a half, three. Mm-hmm. Now he's just got a do rag. Yeah. Yeah, with hair hanging out the back. Exactly. That may or may not even be his. I, I'm not even quite sure. So, Last time I seen a man with hair that long, it was Willie Nelson. <laughs> but anyway, we're talking about the rap industry. And, I mean, there's one name that if you're in the rap industry. Well, well, there's a couple now. But, now, but I'm talking about in supplies. Yeah, in the supply area, and a guy who knows the importance of the rap industry, there is one name. And that's Frank Keller. And probably the only man in the rap industry is rocking a cowboy hat. <laughs> you know, I'll have to agree with that. He I actually rock. looks like an extra from Roadhouse. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. Snakeskin boots. You know, you, you want to know who he looks like, honestly? Who's that? And I think you'll agree with me on this one. He looks like Harrison Ford from American Graffiti. A lot. Right, right. A lot. He looks like young Harrison Ford. <laughs> but it's Mr. Frank Feller, owner of Feller Sign Supply. And Frank was an awesome interview guest. He was actually. Well, keep Feller Sign Supply is nationwide. They are nationwide. Uh, the, the main branch is located out of Texas, which is where Frank was at. And he was. It was funny because he's actually driving around in this interview in his wrapped uh, F one fifty. It was what it was like a chrome green. Skin, yeah, no, chrome. it was chrome green and like all kinds of cool stuff. And, and at one point during the interview, he's uh, pulled over, parked in a Walmart parking lot. He said, "There's people just going over around, taking walking pictures. around his car, taking pictures of his car while he's doing an interview with us." Which I've seen that happen in the rap industry. You pull up in some wild exotic color, and and yeah, you'll get that. It's, it's a pretty cool response. And I mean, just a cool guy all the way around. And he's a muscle car guy. He had a '70 yeah, yes, Chevelle. Yes, a big muscle car guy. Um, he's, well, his family's I mean, he, automotive. Like yeah. they have shops and stuff. I mean, yeah. that's so neat. He's at GTO at one time. That was wrapped in snakeskin. Um, yeah, I mean, big car guy. And that, and that was another reason to have him on the show. Of course, you and I met him actually at SEMA. So yeah, I mean, at, at the rap party. Yeah. Uh, Frank's a great guy, and I'm. You know what? He's got a pretty cool story about how he actually got started in the business of sign supply, and and I think it's cool just to let's reminisce on that and let him tell the story. I tell you what, nobody can tell better than the man himself. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for inviting me. I'm flattered that I'm on this. Uh, you know, I uh, I went to college, but I uh, while I was in college, I, I worked at a at a uh, gas station in my family they were in the automotive business my my brother actually owns a uh, auto repair shop and but anyway uh, i decided to work at a company that after i got out of college that made signs so when i got in that company i got exposed to uh vinyl and uh, one thing led to another and i decided to start my own company and focus on selling vinyl and uh, selling vinyl to the sign industry, and that's how I got exposed to uh, to vinyl in the sign industry. Is in the early '80s, right? Right when vinyl was starting to become something, uh, there was this little company called Gerber that created a a, a plotter 
and uh, I, I pretty much started my company right during that time. So you just came in right at, right, I mean, at the golden hour for vinyl and the vinyl plotters and all that. That's exactly right. You know, I said it, I've said it once and I'll say it again. The vinyl plotter killed the sign painter. And that's really cool how he went back into this. I mean, how he got started in the sign industry. Yeah. I mean, because he worked in an automotive shop, and he chose to go basically a whole other direction. Well, I don't blame him. Well, then, this is the thing with this. And it was so funny, you know, because this is the early 80s. The sign painter was extremely relevant still. Yes. I mean, this was the the early age. I mean, you got to think about plotters. How many brands of plotters are there out there now? Oh, Hundreds. Lord. Well, like he said, it started with the Gerber Edge. And, but but you know what I'm and, saying? And just that was the only there. one when he started. And, yeah. I mean, he's seen the foresight. There. He's seen the future in this. Oh, and yeah. now there's more. There's probably 100 to 1 sign painters versus vinyl guys. Well, yeah, you know, and that happens so many times. There's so many people that step on right there at the beginning. Like, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, and I've done no research on this, but I've heard this before. Bill Gates, uh, they actually, a lot of people discouraged him because no one think would think that they want a computer in their house. And now, look, we carry one in our back pocket. Exactly. Well, and I mean, and that's the thing. He saw that. Yeah. And he took a chance. I mean, you know, it could have And there's a lot of people that have had that foresight. I mean, and just I, think I, about I, the guy that, like, invested in the beta VCR. Oh, yeah. Oh, just yeah. The Betamax. I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about someone who's rich now? Well, if he sold out, because the VCRs kind of took a plummet. But, but no, I mean, he, I'm sure he invested in a company like RCA or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, to take that chance, and Frank Feller was a guy that did that and did it in something he enjoys, the automotive, something that involves the automotive industry and customizing the automotive industry. Well, I mean, one of the things is that's where the, 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 the birth of raps was in vinyl. Yeah. You know, and then next thing you know, you're doing more and more exotic things in vinyl. Then you're doing printed vinyl. The next thing you know, you've got these raps coming out. Well, I, I'll tell you something new in the vinyl industry. This is pretty cool, and, and I really wasn't even going to talk about this, but it, it, it kind of ties oh, in. Oh, do tell. Oh, it kind of ties in. Um, this is a pretty neat uh, thing, and this is something that we exclusively, you know, in, in my day job at Moody Blue Designs, this is something that we exclusively are offering, and that is um, we can do color match vinyl, uh, which, which is cool in two ways. Uh, it's a cheap alternative to if you've scratched your car or something like that. We can just come in, take a paint sample, or get the paint coat off your car and wrap an entire fender to where you can't even tell it. Absolute color match vinyl. Well, so it works with metallics and regular colors. Well, that's a really cool thing. But think about this. Let's say the guy that went out and he bought that Sublime Challenger. Yes. And you know what? It's neat. But you're tired of having a lime green car. Yeah. Now you can wrap it B5 Blue. Yeah, we can, we can do can absolute. Or you can wrap it Plum Crazy Purple. You can do an absolute match to the color and do a wrap with a premium vinyl. And you know what? At the end of the day, you didn't harm the value of your car. You have you a different color. You protected the paint. Yeah. You have, and that's another option is, you know, you see like the clear bras. Well, we can actually do paint. Clear, really? They make those? <laughs> Not those bras. Oh, car bras. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, For bug protection. Well, we can actually do that with vinyl. I'm like, what will they think of next? <laughs> exactly. That'd be a great invention. That would it? make the Victoria's Secret fashion show so much better. <laughs> I, I, I bet the ratings would go up. I don't think it'd be on CBS no more, though. No, but... Uh, We'll have plenty of time to talk about that technology coming up in the future uh, on future shows, but it's it's neat where the vinyl industry is going, and it's awesome that Frank Feller saw it. But I tell you what, we got to see is these commercial breaks because they're coming at us pretty quick.
pretty quick. Pretty quick. All right, guys, I'll tell you what, stay tuned. we got a lot of hot rods and happy hour coming up. All right, enjoy the news at the top of the hour. We'll see you here in a little bit. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 